welcome to Write for Joy. I'm Allie Cross. I'm an author and happiness enthusiast. I've chased joy my whole life until one day I realized I already had it. Joy is all around us. So let's see if we can grab some of it for ourselves today. I'm Allie Cross, and this is Write for Joy. Hey everyone, welcome back to Write for Joy. I am joined by my friend and amazing author, Jared Garrett. Hi, Jared. Hi, Allie. Good to see you. <laughs> Good to see you. Jared is such a neat guy, and this is including Outtake's fifth time I've tried to do his introduction, including a whole show wherein he was amazing and my sound wasn't working. <laughs> you were amazing. It was just technology that just so, didn't. Um, so we're doing a do-over. But the thing is, every time I want to introduce him a little differently because he has, in fact, you can see behind him all the hats. He wears a lot of hats. He says of himself that he has an eclectic background. And he's not joking when he says that. Like, check this out. He started in an end times cult. So I can pretty much guarantee that if you think you had a bad childhood, he probably trumps us. No, oh, no. I don't know. I mean, I hate to make it a competition, but yeah, I, probably, I know. Okay. I probably do. It's a good origin story. Right? Really? And he escaped from them when he was 17. Imagine your own self at 17 out in the big bad world. From there, he has been a firefighter, a concierge. And I know I said in the previous attempts that I bet Jared makes the absolute best concierge. Because if I needed something done, I would ask Jared. And I know he would help me and he would get it done. He has been a teacher, a trainer, and he has been a technologist. He says he has 12 books out. And he's only getting started. I love that. And let's start there. So what do you mean when you say you're only getting started, Jared? I mean a lot because I actually chewed right. on that for a while. I kid you not. A lot of writers, a lot of creatives have been doing their creative passion for kind of a long time, maybe their whole life. For me, I, I have been reading. I've been trying to write stuff since I was probably... Well, reading since I was four, trying to write stuff since I was about 12 or 13 and taking it seriously now for 20 plus years. And it feels like, no, I should be midway journey, but I just feel like I'm still learning more about myself, about what's working for me, learning to be more comfortable in my own skin as the kind of diverse writer who will write whatever the heck I want. Mm -hmm. um, learning more about a voice and, and, and trying to get outside of my own experience when I write and make my characters more interesting because a lot of my male characters, especially they sound a lot like me, which is, I think a common thing for early writers. I feel like I'm young yet, even though I'm closing in on a big number. Um, <laughs> I, I have a lot more stories to write and I want to get better at writing those stories. I want to get better at making them better. I want to write yeah. them quicker. So I feel like there's still so much to do. If I die and I don't have 50 books out, I'll be, probably a little disappointed in myself 50 or more so yeah just getting started 50 or more okay 
in today's publishing world, 50 is kind of the golden number at the moment. I remember back when 20 books to 50K, the Facebook group was still just a Facebook group. And that was what we all shot for, that 20 books. Of course, none of that equals income. Like it doesn't necessarily mean 50K if you have 20 books, especially not now. You know, you think back to like Hemingway or Steinbeck and a handful of books was a lifetime's work. And certainly before I started writing, a book or a trilogy seemed like, whoa. But now, that's... I mean, that is still an amazing accomplishment. I don't ever want to diminish one book. That is that is amazing. We both know how hard that is. Oh, yeah. Especially oh, yeah. that first book. But it's just interesting to me how things have changed. That they really have. It's, it's so, interesting. So what do you think about that? Like you said 50 books, and I believe you're not thinking 50 books in terms of Well, now everyone else has 50 books, so I need to have 50 books. I believe you're probably thinking that because you know you have at least that many stories to tell. Yeah. So talk about that for a minute. Like so many stories inside you. How do you prioritize them? How do you not feel burdened under that ginormous goal of 50 books, but instead feel joy and excitement? at the prospect of tackling it? That's a big question, Allie. Just doing my job. Yeah, you're doing good. You're (laughs) you're good at this. I'm trying. One one little interesting thing that happened was I had a, I was at FanX, Salt Lake City FanX with my table, which I usually have. And I did, okay. I had somebody come up and come back to get books. They came and got books last year and the year before, and they came back to get books. Oh, awesome. And that was a really sweet thing. That's a good feeling. Yeah. But they said, you know, it feels like to me, if you were back when Burroughs was publishing or, or Robert Louis Stevenson, it seems like you'd be a big name like that. Like, well, that's yeah. very sweet of you to say. And yay, I was born a hundred years too late. Um, right. But I also do feel like if I'd gotten really more serious about this when I was early twenties rather than mid thirties, there's no question in my mind, I would be farther along. So one way that I try to find the joy is to not dwell on that. I need to be forgiving of myself. Something I, I read today it's a quote from a religious leader that God has forgiven me and me not forgiving myself is me holding to my, myself to a higher standard of me putting myself as a higher tribunal than God. So I need to forgive my own lack of focus or lack of prioritizing this. And I also can be thoughtful about that because honestly, 20, 25, 30 years ago, I had a lot of other things I was doing that were really, really important. So it's okay to deprioritize some things sometimes, yeah. but for me, it's not a balance. I've given up on the idea of balance in my life. I think I vary between it's a juggle. Sometimes I've got to juggle these ones more than I got to juggle these ones. But I see it more as, as a dance at this point mm-hmm. where sometimes I'm leading in certain directions and sometimes I have to lead in other directions. And sometimes my dance partner is a little different when it comes to what work I'm working on. For example, I've had a really good momentum going on my YouTube channel with a book club I'm doing and commentary on some movies and some stories, as well as trying to get some audiobooks, more audiobooks up there. But then September hit and September hit hard. It was just the, the nuttiest of months. 
when it comes to my church responsibilities, my family responsibilities, uh, writing stuff. I, I wrote not a single solitary creative word in the last three weeks of September, not a single one. And that's irritating because I have a short story I've been trying to finish, but I have to let the irritation go, which is a conscious, intentional thing. I have to say, stop worrying about it. You're going to get to it. It's going to be good. You had other things to do. I had family to drive around. I had, again, some responsibilities I need to, needed to be at and they were valuable. And it wasn't like I was resenting them at all, wishing I could be overdoing my writing. It was just like, I want to be in the moment and, and experience what I need to experience. And so that's really, to answer your big question there, that's how I'm trying to find that joy is understand that sometimes priorities have to be rejiggered a little bit here and there. As long as I stay focused on my goal and I've got my writing objectives for the year up on my whiteboard over here, mm -hmm. as long as I look at that regularly, as long as I do make some progress when I can, it's okay because it's not like I don't want to be mean or anything. I don't know. This isn't a mean thing. I have no problem with video gamers, but I don't game. I love it, but I don't game. It's not like I'm video gaming my life away or video gaming my dreams away. It's not like I'm Netflixing, Netflix binging my yeah. life away. I'm doing other important things. And then the, the way I can make sure I'm, I'm having the joy there is by being intentionally in the moment. And for me, intentionally in the moment means I'm saying, actually having this conversation in my head, okay, I'm here. This is what I'm supposed to get out of this. Let's see what there is for me to, that, that'll help me be a better person. That will help me be better at what I do and trying to make the world a better place. It's been a good change for me because too often it's been about the destination rather than the in, mo in the moment journey. It's been a good change for me. Time isn't slowing down at all. It's still, <laughs> still going fast, but I just feel happier about my life. And I feel like I'm uh, not, I don't know, just not missing stuff that I shouldn't be missing. So. Yeah, that's a beautiful thing. I had so many thoughts. I, I should probably should start jotting down notes. I was thinking about the balance, the balancing act. The only thing in my life, that balance is us, our family with God at the pivot point on a like teeter-totter, yeah. say. Yeah. But then the rest of life stuff is the juggling. And yeah. You hear that metaphor a lot. So you're juggle. you may still be juggling. Sometimes you drop a ball and it needs to stay down there for a while. Absolutely. But I especially loved what you said about giving yourself grace for shortcomings that we perceive. These are not sins that God not is really tracking. These are the everyday things. I want to be an author and help provide for my family. And so I need to accomplish these things. But your first three priorities, faith, family, and yourself, are always going to stay at the top. So that means stuff's going to fall by the wayside. You and I have both traveled a path wherein we have needed repentance, yes. like the real kind. The real stuff, yeah. Yeah. The beautiful, and, hard kind. And I think I found it easier to repent of those big things and forgive myself and move on than I do to forgive myself of letting my own self down, like of the day-to-day -day things. I will mm. hold on to those burdens. Mm. Yeah, it's like I, I have a, I paid for a marketing course. I've, I've gotten about, I don't know, 5% through it and learned some cool stuff. I know that as I do that course, I'm going to be able to start 
creating actual income with my books. And I'm a little scared of it because I've tried so many things marketing online yeah. that haven't worked. So I'm a little scared of trying this and it not working. So what, and... what I see is, is I'm here thinking, if I do this, I'm going to get this moving now, but yeah. I can't, I don't have time to do that. And what I need right now for my own personal, so th those priorities, right? It's my wife yeah. and my kids, because wife's first. Then it's my calling, my faith and, and things like mm -hmm. that. But my faith is just part of that whole thing. It just forms the whole yeah. thing. And actually, I, my personal taking care of me is up there the way it should be. But uh -huh. I'm pretty flexible with it, actually. So there are times I'm like, frick it, I'm staying up till two and I'm finishing this. Um, yeah. But I, I, I know that if I will do that marketing, I can start that aspect of that phase of my writing career. Right. And it'll be good. But also what it I need right good. now is to finish my story. True. Burning. My, my mental that, health that is, suffers if I don't finish my story. Yeah. I remember when I was feeling angsty and moody. And my husband looked at me and said, have you been writing lately? To which I had to think. And I've realized and I've talked to others and this seems to be fairly common that. If you are a creative. And you receive joy from creating and you don't for a period for whatever reason a day a month a year it doesn't just go away i'm not doing what my soul or good my self needs it's almost like self-care oh, and yes. yeah but we can get into the trap and especially when we're thinking need to do 50 books or whatever mm -hmm. it cannot feel like self-care yeah. So the trick is to be in that present moment, like you were saying. Yes. And that, coincidentally, is generally where joy is found also. 100%. Both living those moments in our real life and knowing that we fully captured them, like that we were actually paying attention to our child's story or that we actually experienced the feeling of tucking them in for bed and weren't already like a million miles away thinking about right. work, whatever. And that also that million yeah. miles away thing. Yeah. I'm here, but am I really? Yeah. yeah. And then even in the work, because we can still even doing the thing that we love get. Oh, like that, that drive to the end or to the accomplishment or to the, publication or even to the marketing or whatever yep. can color and muddy the experience of just like remember when we first started writing and we had no expectations of ourselves for the book or what it would be but yeah we felt joy because for the first time ever something was coming out of our fingers and onto the page it was really kind of cool and fun to read Absolutely. and fun to experience. And it's so easy to lose sight of that experience, that being in the moment. And I agree. I agree. I mean, I think it's interesting to look back on, on my life in, as a creative. I mean, what, one interesting thing is that uh, Dieter F. Uchtdorf said, we are all creative beings and we're children of the most creative yes. being in the universe. And I, I actually watched that video if i need to get a, a jump start or, or a butt kick to say get back to it jared but the, the thing is books adventure stories especially but romance stories as well 
espionage, all those action thrillers, all that stuff that I read. I read hundreds and hundreds of books when I was a kid. They were an escape for me. And writing felt like it could be an escape for me as well back in the day. It felt like if I could write and write good, I could get out because I'd have an income. So for a long time in the cult, trying to get out, reading and writing were an escape for me. And then when I got out, I had school and everything. And so I was writing for joy. And that was simple, simple because I just liked it. Yeah. I'd write poetry, terrible, terrible poetry, which nobody will ever read except for maybe my kids if they want to make fun of me. Anyway, so I would write for the fun of it and I'd write for classes. And then I wrote a little bit in college as well. But then I got married and we moved around and had kids and we did a lot of stuff. And so I got into the corporate world ultimately and found myself writing as another escape to try to get out of the corporate world and get out of the rat race because I didn't like the corporate world. I was super good at it, but yeah. I, I hated everything. Not everything. I loved the people. I often loved the work, the actual work I was doing when I could do the work that I really wanted to do. But I, I did not like at all the, the dog eat dog, the political machinations, dynamics mm -hmm. of the corporate world at all. It was just harmful to my psyche and my soul. And luckily, beautifully and blessedly, my wife rescued me. We put her through law school. Now she's an attorney. So I actually suddenly found three years ago that I no longer had the escape motivation. And that was weird for me. You know, writing is my, not an outlet. It's, yeah. it's an escape for me to get out of the right. rat race, to be able to, you know, run my own life. I found myself actually depressed actually in my first full year of being able to be a, full, a writer relatively yeah. full-time due to, you know, family responsibilities as stay-at-home dad and also right. church responsibilities. But my writing was the way I was trying to, you know, do work. Um, I, I found myself quite depressed and having trouble with motivation because for so many years it was, this is my escape plan. I don't need an escape plan anymore. I'm out. My wife did it. Yeah. She, she's, my, she's my knight in shining armor. <laughs> she's amazing. Why am I writing? So I, I had to spend about a year and a half dealing with this evolution of understanding why I was writing and maybe looking way back at it because there's no question my whole life I wanted to be famous as a writer. Um, uh -huh. Always. I was like, this is going to be so, so good. Famous. Love it. Yeah, famous. Not just a writer, but famous. A famous writer. But, yeah. but I had to change. It, this was a really important process for me. It was a really hard process for me because I wasn't writing squat all during that year <laughs> and a half. But I came out of it and understanding, you know what, the, the name of your, of this, of your show, Write for Joy, that's why I write because it makes me happy because yeah. it brings me a certain kind of joy that nothing else in this life will. I have joy sources all over the dang place. I mean, I love my wife. Like she's yeah. a lot of fun and I love my kids. And my, your family and the things the you do. Best, my church stuff. Yeah. It's lots of sources of joy, but this is a source of joy that Heavenly Father has given me and yeah. If I don't use it, I'm losing out on something, a gift he gave me. So I, yeah. now I write because I freaking love it. Um, yeah. I, I would love to make more, make some income off it too, but I, I will never stop writing because I have learned deep, deep, deep um, in a way that I can't, I, I don't, I don't, I could never let go that th this mm -hmm. is a part of my joy. It's awesome. I love that. I love, and I'm a little jealous because. You should be. Um. I started the show, this show, like the concept of it and the, the mindset that I was thinking of is because I myself have lost that joy in mm. writing. Um, I've been like this year, for instance, I have, I have finished books that even books that have come back from the editor. I don't want to. Huh. And. 
I when I I when I think about what I want, I I just am not feeling it. I cannot imagine a life wherein I'm not writing. Right. So I know it's not time to give it up, kind of thing. But I have gotten myself bogged down by the best way to write a book, like outlining mm. or world building, um, things mm. that I feel insecure about that I feel I need to fix, even though no one has ever left me a review detailing the things that I personally feel insecure about, right? Good. But, <laughs> That's quite a review. <laughs> but I feel like I need to bring this sort of perfection to it. And yeah. it's not about that. It is about finding, going back to the beginning and finding that joy. So that's what kind of I needed to learn to write for joy. And so that was the whole spark, right? Of this thing. And is so I'm going to, um, <laughs> okay. Not sure. I, I think I'm getting closer. I have but... one thing that can, can I? Yes, can I, please. I was going to ask, please. That was good. Um, boy, that it, what a testament to who you are, by the way, Allie, for, uh, <laughs> When you're in a moment of, or in a phase of life where you're struggling to find the joy in this creativity, uh, where you decide to make a podcast where, yeah, it's for your own exploration, but this, this is lifting other people as well. So I hope that's a testament so. to, to how cool you are and how, how open <laughs> you are to, to making the world a better place. I, I'm one of those people. And I think a lot of, a lot of writers tend to be so self-aware at the same time, we're quite self-conscious, right? But we're also yeah. so self-aware. It's like we're self-self-aware. We can have multiple conversations about what we're seeing that we're doing, that we're conversing about ourselves. It's very bizarre to have that ability, yes. right? But yeah. we have it and such is life. Um, we, um, we, I think we need to take some quiet time. Um, I mean, this, this, is the, this is where I was at. And mm -hmm. I, I feel sometimes little lingering fingers and tendrils of that kind of uh, Well, stuckness. you've only been back for a year and a half. Not, yeah. And there's still tons of other priorities. And there's still been I, lots of stuff. Yeah. I'm still a bishop. I'm still a husband and still a dad. And I love all yeah. of that. Um, but I, the most important thing for me was to take the time, to give it the time, give myself the time to be in that, oh, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? To experience it, to accept it, to be a part of it, to live in that process for a bit or live in that, that feeling for a bit, and then to start to write my way out of it and to talk my way out of it. And for me, it really was writing my way out of it. Um, in fact, Lin-Manuel Miranda has a, has a, a video. Um, I don't like Hamilton. I'm sorry I, to all those people who do love it. I, it's, it's, I'm not into hip hop music at all. Um, but there's a song based on from something from that show called, I wrote my way out with a bunch of other, which a bunch of, with a bunch of rappers. And, um, I had to write my way out. That sparked the idea. I should be writing about this. I should be writing for myself. So I did a ton of personal writing. Why am I doing this? And just free writing, letting my brain just flow through my fingers into why I'm doing this. Nobody ever gets to read this stuff. And I had to say that at the stop, at the top, nobody's going to read this. And for a long time, nobody's going to know I ever did this. Uh, that gave me the safety and the space to be able to just start processing. And I, I spent, I spent some hours writing on this stuff and it was, so important. And I had to pause to clean my, myself up a few times. And I had to pause to yell at things sometimes. Um, and then I would write some more. And I did that for a little while. It was the absolute spark that got me moving in the right direction uh, to understanding my, my true motivation for writing. 
Um, and out of it came, I have, I think it's 13 maxims for life and writing that I keep on my wall now. Um, mm -hmm. And it's because I did that exploration and I'm not done. Um, but that process was very important to me to just say, okay, you know what? You're ticked off, Jared. You're, you're ticked off at your lack of success and where you're, where you're not where you, you think you should be. Where you're, you're irritated that you're not, you don't have the status you always thought you should have as a writer, as a teacher. Um, let's, let's talk to yourself about this, Jared. So I, I did, and it was just so valuable. So, I mean, I, I don't know if that's helpful for you or for any listeners, but I, we, we got to acknowledge it and stop acting like it's not there. Yeah. And self-reflection like that is not, I mean, you hear all the time journaling and stuff like that, but we don't value it. it we think it's not healthy or important to spend that time self-indulging in whatever. Yeah. But it actually really is because, you know, our, mo our emotions, it's, it's like the food you eat. You are what you eat. You are what you feel. And even if you're not acknowledging those things, they're going to show up in your yeah. life. So if you're angry or resentful, um, Jared, maybe, maybe this is, um, I just think you're awesome. And because oh. I feel like I am exactly like you. So I'm really oh, saying I'm awesome. Because, you're awesome. I like you a lot. But, you're neat. So I'm saying you're just the same because uh -huh. I also love that we're acknowledging that we may desire fame, importance, and value. Yep. Um, I have been doing, okay, so I have a couple thoughts about your advice um, and how it inspires me. I have, I did, no, where do I want to start? I have been coming to fate, coming um, to terms with with that loss, I'll call it a loss because at the moment it still feels like a loss of who and where I thought I would be at this point well in, in yep. my life and career. The thing is, I'm still on the path. I haven't left the path. Right. I, I will leave if I don't ever start writing again kind of thing. Right. So I still know what I need and should be doing. It's just that it's really, really hard yeah. and coming to turn. And, but I think being able to say out loud, I want to make a difference in the world. I used to feel like, like the act of making a difference in the world was a righteous thing, but the admission that you wanted to do that was shameful. And so I loved that you, you clearly said, and I've heard more and more people owning the fact that they want something more. They want to make a difference. And then the final thing was the writing and the writing through it. What I felt in listening to you was that I gave up too soon, which I often do. And to really, truly, even if a story emerges, don't share it. Because I told my, I told people about it and that okay. changed it, right? Yep, that, it that turned it into something that I needed to do because yeah. heaven forbid I mm. say, oh no, I trashed that story. Um, right. It makes me feel like I need to write it. Whereas I think I really, really, really need to put on those blinders for a while and dive deep 
maybe it won't be as um, emotionally purging, whatever as your experience was, but it, but it will be freeing. It will be freeing. And I know because I have felt inspired to do it. So I know that if I actually followed through and did it, I would find my way to the joy again. Good. Yes, exactly. sir. Yep. That whole try again, try again, try again is the nature of life, right? That's yeah. the whole nature of life. It's we from, you know, from re being, being in a religious kind of setting that we have chosen you and me, um, yeah. but also having come from a very bad religious setting and also being aware of other religious settings that exist. Most religious settings uh, overemphasize destination where we're headed after this. But as we see the harmony of the, of truth about who, who God really is, which is our father, we see that he, his emphasis is our journey. His emphasis is the process. It is process before product because perfection is absolutely the enemy of, of progress. Right. Right. Um, so I, I cannot, I'm still working on getting better at this myself, but I cannot emphasize enough how important it is. I've learned for me personally and for my family, um, to, to just understand it is about the journey. It is about the process. It's about now. It's about today. What am I doing today? So one little simple example is um, my 12-year-old. He, he decided he loved this really cool Lego set he wanted to buy. It's 400 bucks. Beginning Ooh. of the year, he's like, I, I'm going to save the money. I'm like, let's figure out how you're going to do that, dude. So we talked about it, and he, he decided that in the summer, he was going to start mowing, mowing lawns and get, get some customers. And he, he was so determined and we, we'd go to these things and he'd be like, I've got money, dad. I'm like, I know you do. What are you going to do? Like, you know, I really want that Lego set more than I want this right now. He, he did it. He, he accomplished the $400, uh, to about a month ago and he ordered the set and it came and he spent three days on it and Whoa. making the intentional, even though I had other things that I really could be doing, there's nothing wrong with me doing those other things, but making the choice of sitting next to him while he's building this Lego set and letting him jabber and jabber. Uh -huh. And seeing the light and the joy, yeah. uh, th there's, again, I could have been doing those other things. I could have finished my story three times over instead of sitting next to him or with the other kids as well. Um, that's the joy, you know? And, and so once again, it's, it's so much more about the journey than it is about the destination. And for me, funny little tidbit, I have zero desire to be famous. I want to be well-regarded and I want to be well-recommended. Yeah. But yeah, af after having been bishop for four years in our church, <laughs> I'm not famous, but it's a, it's like a taste of yeah, fame. Yeah, feels a little bit like that. You are under scrutiny by yeah. I mean, members of everything you do and say, especially online yeah. or in person. So it's like, you know what? Never mind. No fame for me. <laughs> well regarded, making some income. I'm down. But uh, yeah, I, don't, I have changed that one. No desire for fame whatsoever. I don't <laughs> care about being recognized on the street. Not one little bit. Nah, nah. It's all about, it's all about. Being in the moment and, and 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 enjoying the moment, and you know, it's okay. I'll get to stuff. Okay, and Heavenly Father, he he loves it when we when we remember to love ourselves. If he can love us as much as he does, we we should remember that we should love ourselves as well. So, yes, and we don't need money to. We don't need that monetary reward slash slash fame. In this yeah. instance, I'm relating the two together. Uh, yeah to make a difference in the world. No. We can still be and do what we thought we were meant to do, which is to help and uplift. Part of it. 
There's also vanity. And it's been good to get rid of the vanity a lot. And good, I know good. that it's still there, but I, I don't let it motivate me. But I, I, yeah. I got to say it's, you know, um, I do want to make a difference. Uh, and at the same time, I want to be happy with who I am. Yeah. Um, and being so focused on um, this end goal or this milepost I'm trying to get to while not focusing on the joy of now the moment uh, and figuring out what it is I need to do for, for, to make my own mental health and my own emotional state happier and more, more at peace. Uh, that's missing the mark. I, I need to focus on finding that peace inside. And there's, I have a lot of stuff. I, I will probably eventually write about that journey. Um, cause for me, it's not just right for joy. It's also right for peace and live for peace. Cause I've, I've struggled with internal peace my whole life. Um, but, uh, I don't anymore. I just hope that, uh, what I'm saying about journey, it feels, it sounds trite and stuff, but it's, it's such a powerful, important, intentional conversation we need to have uh, yeah. to, to, to come to and, the journey. And it's, it's just like, it's really all about, like we've talked in this whole show, sorry, we went long, but I'm not sorry. Also, um, mainly sorry for taking up Jared's time. The oh, rest mind. of you who will listen or watch will go, oh, this is an hour long show. You can do the laundry while you're listening. So exactly. Um, but I love, I feel like the message that I'm taking away from the show, and I don't always intend the show to be like a message show. Um, I really just want to share experiences and stuff, but I do think this is important enough to live in the moment, to be here and present in our lives, in ourselves, in our own view of ourselves, instead of living in the past and what we could have, would have, should have, and and our fantasies for the future, which we may not achieve. They can be right. out there as like a shining goal, whatever. But even in our writing, in our work, to be in the moment, that is where the joy is. I know that logically. Now it's just a matter of practicing it and letting my mind and my body be there in that moment. And Absolutely. That's not easy, but I know it's worth it. Yeah, it's worth every try we can put at it, every renewed effort we can put at it. Um, it's like Darth Algar says in Wayne's World, live in the now. Uh, he, he's not <laughs> wrong. It's an eternal truth that Garth expressed yep. there in, in that hysterical movie. Yeah, it really, yeah. yeah. This has been amazing, Jared. Um, I loved our first show. Yeah. It was so good, but there was a reason why. We got a do-over. Yeah. Thank it's you, nice Jared. To iterate that stuff sometimes too. It's nice to just vocalize it sometimes. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, it really is. Um, thank you so much, thank Jared. You. Do you have anything that you, um, any news or specific some things that you want people to know right now? Uh, I mean, I, I have books. They're all published. They're under the Yay. name Jared Garrett or my pen name for science fiction and fantasy, Jerry Ironspear. Um, I have a YouTube author channel. Yes. Just Jared we Garrett. definitely need to check Jared that out. Jared. <laughs> Thank you, Allie. So much for taking the time again to come and talk to me and for sharing your wisdom and your humor and your awesomeness yourself. I so appreciate it. And thank you, thank you, everyone, for listening and watching. Um, we're still a baby podcast. We're still also like Jared, looking for more subscribers, for more people to like it, for people to tell other people. 
So if you've enjoyed the show, gotten something out of it, I hope you will subscribe. This is, I think, the first time I've actually asked for that because whatever, but I need to learn because it's part of it. And don't forget to ask for that. Okay. I'm so glad you asked for that. That's a big part of becoming a a non-starving artist. It is. It is. Here's to to not starving. Um, And thank you, everyone. I hope you've been inspired to find some joy for yourselves because it is everywhere and it is. It just takes you to, to look for it, to be in that moment, to find it. So have a great week, everyone. Thanks again to Jared. And um, we'll see you again next week. Bye, Bye everyone. Okay.